Hey, everybody, welcome to New Comic Shaders Podcast. I'm your host, Al Mega. Where about what's going on? Happy days, happy days. And of course, you know, with Comic Shaders Podcast, we like to introduce you know, new technology and entrepreneurs on the scene over here. And, and today, I am very happy to have uh, someone that's actually doing something for the retailer side, being very helpful, bringing technology to the forefront to retailers because they need to understand that step up the game if you want to survive. Talking about the man behind Manage Comics. Mr. Brian Garside, how are you, brother? Good, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for joining me today and uh, taking some time out to show the world this awesome product here that, that uh, actually Comic Crusaders even had a shot uh, through them, which is really great and worked out fantastically for us. That's awesome. So, so Brian, just a, a little uh, bit of history behind yourself then. Um, you know, the, you're doing stuff with comics, helping retailers and whatnot. Do you have a comic uh, background? You know, are you been a fan, a lifelong fan, or is this something more on the technology side? For sure, yeah. So I've been, I've been. I mean, my my first comic is actually behind me on my shelf. Uh, a Batman issue from like 1977. I was five years old at the time. So yeah, I've been a lifelong comic fan. In the in the 80s and 90s, I worked in a comic shop here in London, Ontario, um, called Bid Time Return. And then we opened a shop called Heroes with a, a friend of mine, Mike Robinson, owned it. Um, and that was a pretty big uh, big shop here. And I did that until you know university and then went and did university i went to university for television production uh kind of back end fell into the internet around then and all through that time i mean comics got me through got my first i bought my first motorcycle with comic process profits oh wow bought my first car with comic profits i went through school by selling stuff that (laughs) shows on the weekends and things like that so yeah comics have been you know a big part of, of all that um yeah i lived in toronto and did kind of a dot-com tour of duty back in the 2000s. And uh, in 2005, oh, really? I, we had our first child, and I was living like 20 minutes outside of Toronto in a town called Ajax, Ontario. And there were no comic stores around near me. There was one shop. I went and talked to the guy, and I asked him if I could set up a pull box. And he was like, he was like, oh, yeah, well, if you shop with us for a year, we'll, we'll get you a pull box. And I was like... A year? And at the time, <laughs> I was a huge client. Like, I was buying probably 50 60 bucks worth of books a week and and this is like 2005 so that's that's a lot of comics right yes it is and he wouldn't even like all i just wanted was to have my stuff held so that i didn't have to rush in there because i had a job of course um, and a kid and you wouldn't do it so i was like okay i'll i'll just order online so i ordered online um for a while but the problem was I live in Canada and I got a $65 duty charge for uh, $70 worth of comics. Jeez. So, uh, I said, like you do, I'll just start my own shop. So in 2005, a buddy of mine, Pete Fisico, from at the time he was working at a comic store called Comics and More in Toronto. Um, we opened all new comics uh, cool. and we started literally with just friends and family, like people that we knew who wanted to buy comics we just nice. sold it to them. Um, we grew it pretty fast. And today, Pete has 189, 190 or so customers all through Canada. Nice. Um, yeah. And so it's it's kind of like the biggest online comic shop in Canada. Um, I sold my share in that to him in 2010, I think, because I, I moved um, mm-hmm. two hours down the road to London, Ontario, which is my hometown. Yeah. Sold the shop to him. And then in 2015, I stopped, I quit my cushy day job that I was working. And um, the 
the platform we had built for managed comics was at the, or for all new comics was 10 years old at that point. And it was kind of falling apart. So the first client I took on was Pete and I said, I'm going to rebuild your website. That's one thing. But the other thing I want to do is build the comic subscription part as a platform that I can sell to other stores because it is as easy for me to manage one store as it is for me to manage hundreds of stores. Mm -hmm. Plus the more stores I get, the more investment I have in it, the more kind of upgrades I can do to the system over time. And he said, yeah, that's a great idea. You should have done that 10 years ago. (laughs) So yeah, we, we built it as a, it's a Ruby on rails um, platform. Um, I like to think of it as a very modular piece and it's one piece of the puzzle. Uh, Other solutions are trying to do everything. And I think when you try and do everything, you do everything. Okay. Right. I can build a really, really great subscription piece. Um, Part of my background is in marketing. So we're really focused on marketing. So we're focused on things like the paradox of choice. If you give people too many choices of things, they choose nothing. So, taking that 3,800 product brick and reducing it down to 120 or so things um, that people need to be made aware of every month is a much better solution. And the proof is in the pudding. Managed comic stores sell more comics. End of story, right? So, um, yeah. So that's kind of the secret origin of Brian Garside and, and managed comics. So yeah, that's amazing. 2015 for the first two years, I really beta tested it just with all new comics as customers. Um, and then in 2017, I started kind of slowly releasing it out. And at this point we're doing, I'm doing about five to six demos a week and I'm usually signing up two new stores every week. So how were you letting people be aware that, that you were building this platform? So again, um, I'm in marketing, so uh, we built everything very organically. I've never really spent money on ads. We do the occasional ad here and there, but I'm not. We're not like spending thousands of dollars on on ads. Um, so yeah, it's all word of mouth, and it's uh, wonderful. It's been SEO. So our our website managedcomics.com has a blog that's kind of all retailer side, um, and I I do news posts to things like bleeding cool and the beat and ICV two. So we send out kind of marketing materials for those guys as well. Um, especially when we can contribute to a conversation about improving retail comics retail, which I think is you know our strength. It's very important now, especially with the you know current circumstances and I'm sure stop still doing things. Yeah. You know, yeah, for sure. Half, half, <laughs> half a mass, if you will. Yeah. I mean, but with your platform, obviously they, open up another avenue for themselves if they allow it. For sure, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I'm really passionate about getting stores online. I've been kind of fighting that fight for over a decade. Um, In the very beginning, I was actually literally, you know, building websites for stores way back in in the day. Uh, But now more than ever, like, I feel like stores have to be selling online. Um, So... I, I always use the analogy of Sears and Toys R Us, like two huge brands that should be here right now if it wasn't that they were so stubborn about their online presences. So you have places like Midtown Comics who embraced online 10 years ago. Midtown Comics is one of the biggest players yeah. in the industry now. And that's yes. because they recognize that online can supplement their brick and mortar. It doesn't have to take over your brick and mortar. It can supplement your brick and mortar. Absolutely. And be a game changer. 
especially when you're a brand like Midtown, that's a brand. So, you know, you have several shops, but, you know, people from other country want to experience that brand feeling. Okay, what are everybody talking about? And, you know, even sometimes I go there and, and pick up a book that my local shop, you know, doesn't have. And there's shops like that all across the country. You look at, like, Detroit has Comic City, which has got three locations. You've got um, shops like, and, and we actually work with uh, with um, Comic City. They're a managed comics customer. Um, JHU Comics in New York, they've got two locations in New York. I think they may be working on a third. Um, oh, nice. They're a managed comics customer. Um, we don't have Zeus Comics in Texas, but, like, they're an amazing shop. Like, that, that place... They've got, I think, three, maybe four locations. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, so there's places like that. Heroes and Fantasies, which I can't remember where they are exactly. They've got two locations. They're a managed comic shop as well. So there's all these places that have such cool vibes when you go into them. And definitely, being online means that people find out about you. means that they make you a destination. So if I'm in, if I'm in Detroit, yeah, I'm going to a comic city because they're cool shops that you want to go to. So yeah, for sure. I think online is just, it's a no-brainer. And it's a huge marketing play that a lot of places just aren't aren't really putting into play. So how easy is this to, you know, for a shop to integrate, you know, Managed for themselves? Yeah. Um, we couldn't be easier. So uh, it's pretty much self-serve for your customers. Now, we understand that there's also, you know, a small segment of your customers that just don't go online. They don't have an email address or whatever it is. So you can still manage customers kind of on the back end, but by and large, most customers are signing up and, and signing in on your managed comics site. They're adjusting their, their orders. Um, you see, you know, how the orders have changed every day. So you get emails from the system that say these customers changed their lists uh, today. Uh, you get an email once a week that tells you everything that happened in the store from a weekly perspective. And then we also build you initial orders and FOC um, orders, which really simplifies the ordering process. And then on the other side, when you get comics in, um, we have a super simple process for you to do the actual pulls, alert all your customers about those pulls. And if you want, we have the ability for you to invoice them, um, which during COVID, like at the beginning, was key for some of the stores keeping their cash. Nice. Um, so a lot of stores that we work with went to curbside pickup and said, uh, come pick up your books, let us know, you know, in advance. And you've, they've already been paid for. So there's no contact at all. It's just, you know, here's your oh, wonderful. So yeah, yeah. It's, um, it just gives so, flexibility to shops. So just to be aware, which distribution partners does Managed Comic currently work with? So we're working with uh, Diamond, Lunar, and UCS. Um, oh, wonderful. We've also got, uh, we've had conversations with some of the smaller guys like, um, Lunar, or sorry, Lunar, uh, Alterna, who's gone kind of yes. self-distribution. Um, we've talked with uh, a couple other stores, a couple other places that I can't uh -huh. really talk about who are thinking about, like, what do they do post-Diamond? So, um, Gotcha. So you're telling me that Managed Comics also has the ability for small press publishers that don't have this huge distribution to be able to, to get their comics ordered through manage for sure if we've got beautiful data for their stuff and if they're if their folks get in touch with us and can provide data I was actually just talking to um, the new owners of Fangoria yesterday and uh, we're working on on some cool stuff uh, with them. yeah I used to love that magazine as a kid <laughs> yeah I know right right 
and it's gone through a couple of ownership changes, but the new guys sound like they really want to want to make a go of it. So, yeah, I just for some reason at some point Fangoria kind of fell off the subs list, so I just added yeah. all the stores yesterday, so people can order Fangoria again. This is wonderful. Uh, do you have anything you could show us, for example, just for people to take a look? So I've I've done a demo like seven hundred and fifty thousand times. So why don't I share my screen? Yep, and I'll go ahead and add it. Cool. So you're seeing, this is basically um, an example shop. So what's cool about managed comics is that we don't, we don't rebuild the world every time that we add a new store on. We just kind of change the colors of the various things. So this is the Comic Crusaders um, uh, managed comic shop. So you see that we've mirrored my baby color. there. But from a marketing standpoint, we provide things like this image. Um, we provide this first little blurb, little things like that, so that it just makes your store um, always up to date. Because to me, as nice. a web dude, there's nothing worse than a comic website that hasn't been updated in a year. Because then you wonder, like, Ugh. is this thing even alive still? Or when the last blog post is from May, you're like, does this store still exist? Yes, so, agreed. Now, that's a big turnoff for me, too. If I don't see any activity, I'm like, huh? Sounds fishy here. So this is a quick way that your website is constantly updated because this just happens Wonderful. And again, it's automated on the back end, the, the store, the, you know, or whoever they're assigned to take care of this doesn't even have to worry about that. No, this just happens. We also add about 120 new products every month. So by that, I mean that we're adding all of, most of the kind of top tier uh, trade paperbacks. Gotcha. Um, graphic novels, also any new series. So if you wanted to subscribe to Knock 'em Dead, it's really easy. One click and, and I'm subscribed to it. Um, all these pages also have inner pages with, again, from my marketing background, from an SEO standpoint, this is like super powerful. So your website starts to show up. Um, yeah, like Managed Comics Example Shop would start to show up in my local area. Um, oh, nice. We add your, your actual address. Oh, fantastic. Um, which again is is super good for SEO. Um, so if we go to Comic Crusaders, your address is at the bottom yep, here. Beautiful. Um, yeah. So all these things are just kind of little. It's like a flywheel. Every one of these things just adds to your overall shop's um, searchability and findability. And how's the reportability as well from the retailer side? Since you had mentioned that. Yeah. So we've got a lot of um, details on uh, like kind of who's ordered what and how they've ordered. And that kind of thing. So where we kind of end is we don't really deal in any of the POS stuff. Um, we have some integrations to to provide information to some POS systems, but we don't actually. We I, I've never wanted to build a POS thing, and we gotcha. can also do kind of transactional e-commerce. So the way I explain managed comics is there's kind of a divide of everything that you order, which is what we take care of. And there's everything that's in your store, which is what like a Shopify or, mm -hmm. you know, your transactional website takes care of. So I think of that stuff as, as past product and we deal with future product. So when you really describe it that way, it kind of changes, you know, what you're getting. Um, and, and to a very slim degree, we deal with the present, exactly what you have in at this exact moment that you have to get out to people. Nice. Um, so this is my list so this is uh i'm logged in as ted cord uh, 
customer. This is his list. He's got a, a bunch of a uh, bunch of comics. If I want to go ahead and delete something, so let's say I don't want to get this Justice League Odyssey anymore. Um, it'll okay. Work. But as a store, I've put a 15-day window on things. So this guy is still going to get Justice League Odyssey pulled until October 17th. So ah, cool. I'm stuck with things. Conversely, gotcha. when I added Knock 'em Dead, um, the first pull for that's going to happen October 17th because I have to make sure that I can get that in. So this isn't this doesn't mean that Knock 'em Dead is coming out October 17th. It means that as of that date, I'll be able to get a copy if it's available. Gotcha. Uh, and that really prevents things like you know somebody adding a bunch of stuff the night before a big book that Bleeding Cool just just posted about. Uh, <laughs> uh, they, they love that gossip, boy. <laughs> they only find them when they're dead, or we only find them when they're dead a couple of weeks ago. Um, a lot of stores were seeing like sudden spikes at the end, and they 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 had run out of their print run. Wow. So, yeah, that's yeah. Uh, kind of helps. Um as a customer, I can see, you know, previous orders that have been placed. I see what's been pulled for me recently. I just cleared all the pulls out so that we can do a demo on the back end. Yeah. Um, and while we kind of keep the curated list of products to around, I want to say there's about 1,500 comics and trade paperbacks. In okay. The store, um, you can still order literally anything from the Diamond Catalog. So oh, nice. I, do, I always do Batman because he's super safe. I know that there'll be a thousand products with Batman. Jeez. But if I wanted to order something specific, um, you can just go through here. Uh, we're working on a data store on the back end that'll give us a little more information like images. Um, oh, okay. So we'll have some more information on this. But I can place special orders for things that I want to Nice. Um, and then as a store, the store can approve those. So a good example would be a 1 in 100 um, variant. Maybe okay. you don't you don't qualify for that automatically. So the store can say, okay, uh, I'm going to have to charge you, I don't know, 150 bucks for this. And I can only order one. So they may have to make some, you know, Sophie's choice decisions when people are ordering. Them. So but, basically that, that's also, I could preset the cost yeah. if I wanted to, my own price ahead of once the, the previews comes up. Correct? Uh, yes and no. Like you, you can't okay. change because this is literally the, the price that's in okay. that's here. So, you know, I don't know if I'm going to find anything. One, let's see. No. Or if just 100 will find something. <laughs> A lot of Batman 100s. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, because that's going to be another big book. There's a 1 in 100. Dark Knight's Death Medal. So, by default, the price is, is the... Okay. Because that's just the MSRP that Diamond lists. Gotcha. You really shouldn't list those here. I agree. So, yeah, when I order it, uh, that's when, I, when I'm when i going to get um, told what, what it's going to cost me. Gotcha. So, oh, the other, other cool thing is stores have the ability to also um, have customers add pre-authorized credit cards. So uh, this system will go out and they enter their information. It gets saved on Stripe, which is like a fully PPH compliant uh, credit card processor. 
So you don't actually have the credit card details, which is a huge liability for you as a store to have those. Yes. Those are stored on another server that you don't even Wonderful. have access to. So people could feel secure. It's in an actual, you know, payment processing place yeah. and not at some store server somewhere. Exactly. Super, super <laughs> Wonderful. secure. And so um, when their books come in, the store can then invoice them and automatically um, get paid for that stuff. So that's actually, I, I'm still a customer right. in all new comics. And Pete just invoiced me the other day. I didn't even have to think about it. I don't have to go back to the site, log in, and pay for it. He just got paid, and it came off my credit card, and now I pay my credit card bill like a gel. So, yeah. Nice. It's, uh, it's nice. Um, that is very nice. Yeah, so that's kind of the, the front end. But that's a little bit – it's it's fun, but it's not the cool part. The cool <laughs> part is, is the power that a store gets. So – um, this is your store dashboard. It gives you some information right up front that just tells you, you know, this is how many, how much is outstanding, mm-hmm. how many, how much in dollars has been billed to customers that they haven't paid yet. Uh, here's a, a customer who's paid an order that's awaiting shipment for it. I have some special orders, so I can go ahead and, and take care of those. So I'm going to process this special order here. I'm going to say. So that's where you could dec- decline or process something you may not be able to order, that's right? Right. So here gotcha. I'm going to say this is a one and one hundred variant. So it's a premium product, um, and I'll change the pricing. I'm going to give him zero discount. His default discount was ten uh, percent, and I'm going to say this is one fifty, and I'll update it. So now he gets an email that says that oh, his, nice. his uh, order has been approved, and that it's going to cost him hundred fifty dollars. <laughs> Um, and if he has any questions about it, he should email the customer because at this point as a store, I've most likely placed that order. So I don't really want somebody to just go in and delete it and me not to be aware that they've gotten rid yeah. of anything, um, because you could be on the hook for, for a lot of money for some of these things. Um, yeah. So just going through and processing all my special orders, uh, any others here, there's one other pending guy. Um, so yeah, I'll just de- decline this one and just say, can't order this right okay. now. And, and that message goes into the body of the email that gets sent right out? Yep, the customer gets an email that says, unfortunately, we couldn't order this product. Oh, nice. With that little little blurb in it, um, and that your order's been, de- your special order's been declined. So and where are those templates, though, for those emails set up? Are they set up within the program? Yeah, we've got them all set up uh, kind of in the background. So we've just used, like, a, they're... they're they're common templates that everybody uses. Um, and that way it just saves, like there's so many different templates we've built things like your order has been pulled, your order has been billed, your order has been paid. Like those are just standard templates that we just create and they all have your branding. So they've got your logo and your, your header colors. Um, I should have actually saved one of them, but I don't think I have any available right now. (laughs) Rummaging through my email probably (laughs) wouldn't be a lot of fun. Um, so the number one thing that stores do with us uh, is obviously their orders. So when they need to do their initial order report, I'm going to pull up the September one because all the uh, UCS still doesn't have UCS codes for October yet. But okay. September has all the codes. So this is literally how many copies of every book that I need to order for October. I can nice. generate a lunar report. I can also generate, sorry, that was a diamond report. I can generate my DC lunar or UCS reports, and then I can export those and send them to diamond lunar or UCS. So 
each one of these have a, a initial order page where you can update those. Um, so, so once I export the CSVs, for example, and then do I go to the individual site and upload the report, or does this connect? Yeah, you go to the individual site. Unfortunately, okay. there are no connections um, for the three sites, and we've got full help on exactly how you do all this stuff. Um, we have help okay. for every single piece of, of our navigation that's that's in the site. Um, yeah, so I would love to be able to connect to them, and I'm I'm hoping that at some point those guys will have the, the ability to do it. Right now, they just don't have the ability to connect to other systems. Gotcha. Um, FOCs, same deal. So you have to download a file from like Diamond. So this is an FOC file that I've downloaded already. Uh, and then you upload it to Manage Comics, and then it tells you how many you got ordered and how many subscriptions you have, and you can change your quantities. Same thing for FOCs and uh, for UCS and Lunar, um, both the Excellent. Lunar also done. So yeah, this uh, this really simplifies kind of your ordering process and makes it super slow. Excellent. So once we do that and I get my orders in, now how easy is it for me to you know be able to manage you know my particular pull list? So when you're so one of my favorite views is just this. This is just I call this the binder view. This is just what everybody has ordered. So you can really quickly see you know people who've added and subtracted. Interesting. I actually have one of our customers is colorblind, so he said, "Why? Why are there all those dates there, but they don't mean anything?" And I was like, "Oh, some of them are green and some of them are red." And he's like, "Yeah, I'm red, green, colorblind." So we oh had man, <laughs> little things you don't even think about, right? But yeah, they, crazy. They totally change them. So yeah, this is just kind of your binder view. The old school. I want to look through and see what everybody's got subscribed to. View, um, but when you're doing your actual pulls. Right now, we pull in uh, a file called Shipping This Week, which has all of the Diamond, Lunar, and UCS products that are shipping. And then this okay. matches it up to what you need to pull for your store. Um, I am literally in the testing phase, the final testing phase of a new system where this will be one way you can do it. And the other way you can do it is upload your invoices from the three publishers or three distributors and then generate it that way. So. It kind of depends on how you want to do it, but this way is the simplest for most stores just to use the, this is what allegedly shipped this week, whether it did or not is sometimes a question. Of course, who knows? <laughs> um, you might've gotten action comics in this week because they didn't arrive last week, right? Which your invoice yeah. would say, whereas this doesn't say. Um, but I go ahead and pull those and then any special orders. Again, if, if any of these had shipped this week, they'd be highlighted and at the top. But none of them did, but I'm just going to go ahead and say I got this uh, Gundam kit as well. And then I'm going to pull that. Now, here's a place where I can just add a little message to the, the emails that go out and just say something like, you know, okay. um, I don't know, our hours are 9 to 5 this week, or we're having a special sale on Magic the Gathering at uh, Ikoria, which just came out, or something like that. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and send those out. So for smaller stores like this one, this this gets processed almost instantly for big stores. This can take a little while you're going to see duplication because I've run multiple demos this week. So, but normally you would only see one title um, for each thing. So I can sort this a number of different ways. Some stores like to, to do their pulls um, by title, by huh? title. Some stores prefer to do them by first or last name or even box ID. 
Um, so it really depends on how you get your particular. Ah, so simple, very nice. I like that very much. And then I'm all about organization, so I'm feeling this. <laughs> we we have everything available as CSVs in a couple different formats. So this one here was created um, so that some stores could import it into their POS system, and this regular CSV is literally this view just as a CSV. So some people just like to kind of sort and, and uh, hack things different ways. All of our Everything that is in our system is available as a CSV for somebody to get it back out. Um, just because I didn't want to create a, a Roach Motel where information went in but couldn't get back out. So, yes. um, you know, if, if somebody hated us and just wanted to get all their stuff out, we make it so simple they don't even have to contact us. And nobody does. They don't. <laughs> they don't. Do <laughs> but if they want but to, not. it's mm -hmm. your data. You should have the right to it. Excellent. Excellent mentality behind that as well. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of like we do some neat things. Like I, I personally, because I'm still really involved in the day to day, I write a email every month that has direct links into your store. Um, it goes out to all your customers. You have the ability to turn this off, but I recommend stores leave it on because this email alone generates 25% of all new subscription additions in a month. Oh, wow. The stores that don't have this lose a bit of uh, subscription additions. Um, but yeah, this is this is totally, it's just one of the services I provide. So I'm writing the one this month for October, or today, for October. Uh, and again, it's just something I enjoy doing. I love going through the Diamond Catalog and the DC Catalog. Oh, it's fun, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it's fun for us, but not for our pockets. <laughs> it's true. It's true. And you know what? It, it's one of those things that a lot of stores just don't have time to do. So the email newsletter is usually one of the first things that kind of drops off their list of things that they, they do when they, they run out of time. So this takes one more thing off their shoulders. Um, yeah, there's so many more things. There's invoicing. There's like a full suite of reports. Um, just so much different stuff. This is uh, it's a super powerful um, platform that does one specific thing. And then we have, you know, a full help thing that shows you literally every single piece of the navigation. Um, I'm re-recording the pull orders one right now because we're changing the way it's done. So this is like a 10, 15 minute video that literally walks you through how to do Excellent. your orders. So yeah, we, uh, we try and keep things up to date and, um, and, Keep the help kind of yeah. consistent. Oh, there's a there's an email. There's what your okay, pull awesome. Email looks like uh, as a as a store when I get that pull email, it looks like that. So, Excellent. Yeah. Check that out, folks. You see, this this is fantastic. Let, all right, let me remove the screen for a moment and let's just uh, let people know, uh, uh, Brian. Like you know, any retailers out there that actually want to get involved with this amazing program, where can they get in touch with you? Yeah, for sure. So the best way to do it is to go to managecomics.com and right at the very top, there's a book a meeting and you'll actually be booking a meeting in my calendar with me and I will walk you through uh, everything you need to know. Um, I usually do it by talking about their store for the first few minutes, understand their kind of their unique uh, situation. And then we, uh, we go into the good stuff and, and walk through stuff. Excellent. Folks, I hope you've learned a lot and appreciated this because I, I think this is a fantastic program, you know, Again, we use it for our for our own, you know, step into the world of, of uh, e-commerce, if you will, <laughs> with the Comic Crusaders pull list. So make sure you check that out on the ComicCrusaders.com website. But most importantly, 
please do get in touch with Brian at managecomics.com. You see it scrolling there at the bottom. You know, get in touch. As you can see, he knows what he's talking about. This is a beautiful, very easy system to use that will definitely benefit your shop, especially during these hard times. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And our, our, our whole mantra is simplicity. So we we could add tons and tons of new features, but the idea is to keep it simple. You know, the simpler it is, the easier it is for customers, the easier it is for stores. And that's that's kind of the, the secret behind it. Thank you. Thank you so much, Brian, for doing that. Because let me tell you, there's some programs out there I look at, I'm overwhelmed just by staring at them. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. But exactly. yours is very, and again, that, that awesome help area reminds me of an old boss I had. He used to preach to me the same thing. It was like, listen, if you create a good help area, no one's going to call you. Exactly. <laughs> I love it. You could concentrate on your craft. So fantastic. So again, Brian... From managecommons.com, you know, thank you for your time today. I appreciate it. This was fantastic. Folks, again, contact them, managecomics.com, and check out our shop, managecomics.com slash comic dash crusaders, so you can check it out as well. And you know, order some books from us. Show us some love. All right. With that, I'm Al Mega. Hasta la próxima, fam. Thanks, Al.